Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God. I want to share a couple of things. Uh, we were talking about uh, faith on last week, faith being the currency of the kingdom, faith being the currency, being the money, being the exchange rate of the kingdom. And we were talking about how when you're part of a kingdom, when you're part of a, a country, in order for you to do business in that country, it, it's of a necessity that you have the currency of that company, that country. And I was sharing about when I was stationed in Germany. And when we were in Germany at that particular time, one American dollar was about a dollar to two dollars of, Amer- of German money. And we were all elated at one time, uh, one American dollar equaled four, Ameri- four German dollars. If I'm not mistaken, they call them marks. Uh, we were all on the, on what they would uh, uh, on the economy, just spending money like we were crazy, uh, because of the exchange rate. But we could not buy anything in Germany unless we had the currency of the country. Well, that's the same with the kingdom of God. You cannot buy or have access and functioning in all the things that God gives us in His economy unless we have the currency of that economy. And we understood that the currency of that economy is what we call faith. So tonight. I want to get into faith defined, de- defined in some other areas, but I want to share with you something real quick. I was, um, this morning I went on, I walked and I haven't walked. I don't think I walked into this week. And there's a young lady in Florida. I believe I met her when I went to the conference last year. I, I want to make sure, I think her name is uh, Sister Lisa Cody. I could be pronouncing that right. Hey, Brother Troy, how you be? Uh, Cranberry, uh, my wife, uh, applesauce. I believe her name is Lisa Cody. So we were conversing on Messenger. I told her I was ready to go on a walk. And she said, make sure when you go on a walk that you hear a word from the Lord. I said, I sure will. Thank you. And put up the little praise hands. Well, of course, I heard a word from the Lord. Now, here's what I just want to share this. I don't want to get into this because I'm still talking about the currency of the kingdom. Uh, so while I was walking and listening and, and, and studying and reading and, and, and talking to another business partner of mine uh, that's actually over in Hungary, uh, we were talking about some business things. And then when I got off, then I got a chance. Hey, Dr. Rick, how you doing? I got a chance to listen to the Lord. And here's one of the things I want to share as I get into the currents of the kingdom, uh, faith being defined. I want you to understand that the enemy attacks the hardest in prophetic seasons. That's it. That's it. I'm about to get emotional already. The, the, the hardest attack of the enemy is during prophetic seasons. Now, I remember there's some people that are still frustrated with me. But I remember when this election first got started and I told everybody that Donald Trump was gonna win. And I said, it's a prophetic mandate upon his life that he has no, he has no clue of that he has to win because certain things have to be set in order. Now, most people don't wanna believe that. Frankly, I'm not here for that. Uh, there's some prophetic things that had to happen. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 the, the, the state of Israel actually considers him to be uh, one of the kings. I want to say Daenerys, I, I probably got it wrong, but one of the kings that came and allowed the prophets to go back and restore the wall of Jerusalem. They consider Trump to be at that particular level. And that's because he, he named uh, Jerusalem the capital of the, of, the, of the country of Israel. And there's some other things that he did that were prophetic biblically. So what happens to us as church folk 
we get political instead of biblical. Amen, somebody. We look politically instead of biblically. And so I was, I was listening to the Lord. He said, be, be mindful that the enemy attacks the hardest during prophetic seasons. And I said then that if you didn't make money, if you didn't start a business, if you didn't invest in the market while he was in the presidency, you are missing a grand opportunity to change your income status. Amen. And it is still a grand opportunity to change your income status because while he was there, uh, uh, the market was moving big. Now, we've heard and seen there were some prophetic words in 2018, and there's some things that was written in the book in 1981. But here's what I need for you to understand. Uh, there's, a, there's a place in the Bible, there's a scripture we always use that the spoils of the wicked are later for the righteous. I'm not going to go into that. I want to use this one thing so I can get into my message. This one particular thing happened in the Bible. In the Bible, there was a situation to whereas the children of Israel, <laughs> Moses was trying to get Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. And Pharaoh did everything he could to prohibit Israel from going into the wilderness to talk to God like God wanted them to do. It got to the point to where when he said he was going to do something, God reversed the curse and put it all on him to where the firstborn of all the Egyptians died at this particular time of, 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 the, of the curses. Uh, and I'm trying to get it all the way through so I can get out of here. So one of the things in dealing with prophetic seasons, this was the, a mandate for the children of God to get these things together to change their financial status, if you will. But the problem with the children of God is instead of listening to God, they're listening to the government, they're listening to the president, they're listening to the senators, the congressmen, they're listening to their friends, their neighbors, and they're not listening to God, and they're not listening where the prophet of God speaks. Now, mind you, members of Kingdom Expectations, I shared this with everybody in 2007, how to come out of the market in 2008 and make money, and you negated to pay attention then. Here we go all over again. In 2020, we are still in a prophetic season that God wants to shift and make some different arrangements in your life for you to be financially stable, shall we say financially well off. And one of the things I was thinking about is uh, what happened at that particular time is God told the children of Israel that when they get ready to leave to borrow stuff from the Egyptians, and he said, don't get a few things, get everything that you think you need. And I'm saying that to try to cut this real short because I want to get into the word. I'm trying to cut it short. So what happened was when the children of Israel started borrowing stuff, the children of Egypt, the Egyptians were just giving them everything. Why? Because they wanted to get them the heck out of their country because their firstborn had died, the firstborn of the animals had died, and all they wanted to do was get Israel out of the country. And they was giving them everything, giving them everything. So what we don't pay attention to and what the church has not preached, the Pharaoh was not chasing after the Israelites. He was not chasing after the Hebrews because of the fact uh, uh, that they was getting, they was breaking free or they was leaving the land. He chased after them because they had already gotten all of his gross national product. In other words, the richest nation in the world was not broke because the, everything the Hebrews asked for, they was duty bound to give to them. You say, well, Apostle Wright, Doc, what does this have to do with now? We are still in another prophetic season. That's why the enemy is so frustrated. That's why he's so mad. That's why there was this mandate to go against humanity. That's why there was a mandate. They talked about it in 2018. There was a prophetical mandate 
uh, to where uh, they want to come against the financial system. And notice how the financial system, the stock market and everything dropped. Again, I reiterate, if you listen to me, you wouldn't have lost. And if you listen to me, you should have gained, but that's a whole nother subject. So the, the financial market had dropped and, and, and this was, a, this was a, a mandate by the enemy to snuff out humanity and nobody's paid any attention and they go around here crazy like they stuck on stupid and leaning on dumb and not seeing where God is always in the midst because the enemy cannot do nothing unless the Lord allow it. So he already gave us a warning. Now you have to understand, in order for the spoils of the wicked to lay up for the righteous, there has to be something to happen to cause the wicked to lose the spoil. Amen, somebody. So you got to be, be, be very wise in this season. This is a, still a prophetical season. The hand of God is still on his people, and he's still trying to show us how to get the wealth of the wicked back into the hands of the righteous. The problem with the righteous is you keep sitting up there with your eyes closed. I need you to open your eyes. I still need you to invest in the stock market. I still need you to start businesses. I still need you to change your mindset. Repent, change your mindset and see the hand of God moving and intervening in this so you can see the next step that he has for you. You can't, you know, I, I said this, uh, I posted this the other day. In this season, don't be so thirsty that you drank everything because you might drink some poison. But trust me, if you've been around me long enough, I gave you this warning before in 2007. Here it is 2020 and uh, uh, Sister Lisa said, make sure you hear a word. When I heard a word, God said the enemy always attacks the hardest in prophetical seasons. And we are in a prophetical season and the hand of God is still upon your life to where he can bring increase into you. You just have to be wise enough to see which way it is going. Because now is the best time to start any kind of sideline business you want to start. There's some restaurants that aren't going to open back up. There's some daycares that's not going to open back up. There's some buildings that's going to lay dormant and empty because they cannot come back into the fullness that they once had. That means it's a great opportunity for two or three of you guys to come together and solidify as one and start a corporation and get something going. I'm going to just stop right there. I, did, I just had to share that because we're in a prophetical season and it's a prophetical time. And that's why the enemy is so frustrated. That's probably why he tried to make me late today. That's why the enemy is mad uh, and he can't stop this because God is in this and we're going to keep moving. So let's look at faith defined. Uh, we, we, we're dealing with the currency of the kingdom and the currency of the kingdom being faith. I pray that you were blessed by that little short snippet. I just wanted to get it out. So, so, so what is this, 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 this word that we call faith? Uh, and, and let's look at something. So as an example, <clears throat> faith usually refers to a formal set of beliefs that has been established by religion, such as the Christian faith. And I was talking with one of my goddaughters today, and I'm sorry, I don't consider myself a Christian because Christianity means Christ-like. So I consider myself a believer that's part of the kingdom. Uh, so matter of fact, I'm even more than a believer now. I comprehend that I'm a citizen. And I'm a citizen of a country that's not visible, but yet it's more real than this country that we're in today. Uh, so, so, so if we look at faith, faith is, is normally just a set of beliefs that's been established by a, a religion or a Christian faith. So basically to keep faith means to hold firmly to your belief system or to hold firmly to your religious commitment. It, it has nothing to do with God. It means you're holding firm to something. Uh, the term faith movement literally now re refers to an adherence to a belief system that then magnifies the power 
of belief to a status of a doctrine. So now you have, you do have uh, 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 the faith movement, if you will. And if you, you know, even in the faith movement, they don't go outside of their preachers. They keep all their preachers in here. You got this group of preachers as the faith movement. You got this group of preachers as the prosperity movement. You got this group of, group of preachers that the deliverance movement. But I'm from this movement called the kingdom. And in the kingdom, it, it compasses about all of these different movements because it's not a movement, it's a kingdom. Amen, somebody. Uh, so the concept of faith, if we look at this, the concept of faith itself has been, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, uh, interesting or thought process that people have tried to graduate into uh, throughout history. It's actually been subject uh, to doctrinal exploration producing major religious movements and organizations, this thing we call faith. So the faith movement has a very positive impact on lives of millions of believers around the world, but the faith movement also has a, a very negative movement, a negative uh, position on some people as well. So let's look at this. In thinking of this, rediscovering our faith as a major component in, in the Western religion experience. But what it's done is, it's brought back many to the importance of faith in humankind's relationship with God. But in some, it hasn't brought back the kind of faith that God desires. There's also been, as I said, a, a not so positive impact on people uh, in the faith movement. And, and one of the reasons it's been, uh, shall we say, not so positive and not so popular is because it's, it's created what we would call an excuse, exclusive believers club. Uh, you know, if you're not in the faith movement, uh, then you can't, you can't do this. You can't apply to this. You can't be a part of this. They've made it a movement and they've isolated people who are not a part of that doctrine, but that's not the way God wanted it to be. Uh, so if you don't have the right kind of faith, if you will, then you feel spiritually inadequate. Amen. So what that has done is that's caused many to lead lives of guilt, frustration, depression, low self-esteem, or, or, or turn from uh, what we would call faith completely. I know back in the day, I don't know about some of you guys, I'm 42. Well, I just fabricated, but I, back in my day, and uh, you know, because I'm in that 60s age group now, so back in my teens, I remember they come and ask you, what faith are you? And I'm trying to figure out, what do you mean? What faith am I? Uh, you know, because I always thought it was only one faith. And then they start bringing up uh, denominations. Uh, and so what happened is you'd feel slightly inadequate if you didn't have the kind of faith they had or moved in the kind of things they had. You know, back in, in the late 70s, early 80s, they had this thing called naming and claiming. You go lay hands on a Mercedes and claim it was yours. And if you didn't get it, they say you didn't have faith. I laid hands on a couple of them joints. <laughs> I eventually got one, but I didn't get it by naming and claiming it. But anyway, let's go. So, 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 so faith, itself was actually intended to eradicate or get rid of those destructive things that the faith movement and some people have then placed in order. Faith is supposed to be uh, uh, bred to hope, uh, is supposed to produce a, a sense of uh, deficiency, not non-deficiency. Uh, the real problem is that faith was never intended to be a doctrine. It wasn't intended to be a doctrine. It wasn't intended to be an, an isolated message. It wasn't intended to be an isolated group. It was rather to be a natural experience integrated with the bigger picture of God's plan for humankind or for mankind, if you will. That's what faith was really about, the currency of the kingdom. Now, if you think about it now, please, Christ himself never taught faith as an isolated component. Uh, he always used faith in the same context or concept of his principal message. And his principal message has always been the kingdom. Now his position at some time 
seem to be that faith is a normal part of life in the kingdom. So in other words, if you have the kingdom in you, you should have access to the kingdom kind of faith because that kind of faith is the currency for the kingdom. So if we look at the concept of faith, it cannot be separated from the kingdom. It can only have its full effect and its vital role in the kingdom because it is through faith that we appropriate the promises of the government of heaven on earth. If you don't have faith, then you don't have access to the fullness of the promises of God on earth. It's, it's just literally as simple as that. So, so what is faith? And we all do Hebrews 11, 1, and that was my, my key scripture when I started this last week. So here's what it says in Hebrews 11, 1. Uh, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Again, faith is being sure of what we hope for, right? And being sure uh, and, and, and being certain of what we do not see. So, so if we look at this word <laughs> faith, and if we look at this word uh, from a Hebrew perspective, uh, the most common word for faith is aman, A-M-A-N. That's the most common word for faith. But now if we look at the Greek, since the New Testament is written in the Greek, if we look at the Greek, uh, the Greek word for faith that's most often used in the New Testament is pistis, or P-I-S-T-I-S. You know, I probably said it wrong, but it's P-I-S-T-I-S. Essentially, pistis means belief. But more than just belief, uh, it means a mental accent or acceptance. Go with me, please. Pistis refers to conviction to a deeply held belief. So in other words, when we say now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, if we look at faith from the pistis point of view, that means that we're convicted and we hold deeply the fact that whatever God says, it settles it. We can't, we won't turn left, right. We won't look up, down. We won't think about it. We don't have to meditate about it. All we know is God said it. That settles it. It's a done deal. That's what pistis is. Pistis also means persuaded. God, I love this. I'm getting happy by myself. It also means persuaded. So when I read now faith is being sure of what we hope for and, and, and certain of what we do not see from the pistis point of view, I'm now persuaded that whatever God says because it's the currency of the kingdom. Faith is, I'm now persuaded that whatever God says, it settles it. If he, if he doesn't do it, I'm good. It's kind of like the Hebrew boy, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They told Nab, they said, yo, dude, check. If God don't deliver us, we're okay. If he does deliver us, either way, we're okay. That's, that's the kind of faith that we need to have today from pistis, meaning not only we convicted, not only are we holding it deeply, but we also persuaded. Someone who is persuaded or who has what we call pistis faith is persuaded at a deep level of conviction that something is true. In other words, if we describe it like this, it is to say that it is a faith of confident expectation. If, if the doctor tells me I got the coronavirus, I'm gonna tell the doctor, can't no virus or no plague come not my dwelling because God said it in Psalm 91. You can't touch this. And I'm gonna keep believing that. I don't care how much I blow my nose. I don't care how high my temperature is because God said it, I'm fully persuaded that he'll do exactly what he says he's gonna do, whether I feel good or not. Ain't nobody saying nothing. So, 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 Pistis faith is when we come to expect and then we patiently wait for God to act for our good and for his glory. Even when we can't see no visible evidence of anything changing, anything happening. We just believe the kingdom, faith is the currency of the kingdom. 
we have the persuasive, the deeply held belief, the personal conviction that whatever God says, that settles it. The problem with the church is we don't go by what God say. We go by what our mama say. We go by what our daddy say. We go by what the bishop say. We go by what the doctor say. And we fail to realize what did God say? Amen, somebody. So basically, and let me get on out of here. So if we look at true faith, we also got to realize that faith means a sure hope. I need to stay in my notes. Faith means a sure hope. So, so, so let's look at hope because we tend to think of hope as something that we desire, but have no certainty that we'll receive it. Sometimes we look at hope like that, like hope is something we desire, but we're not certain that we're gonna receive it. But when we're dealing with the biblical aspect of hope, we're dealing with a different type of hope. Biblical hope is different, why? Because biblical hope is sure and certain because biblical hope is anchored on the integrity and the promises of God. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he has to repent. Whatever God says, it's settled it. It's a D-O-N-E, done deal. What I love about God, he does not start something unless he's completed it. Boy, I got happy then. So in other words, when God tells you something to do, it's already done. Amen. When God tells you the promises is coming, it's already came. Amen. You have to understand whatever God says, it's already been settled in heaven. He just needs you to recognize that on earth. Amen. That's right, uh, Brother Chua. I just happened to glance down there. We listen to the culture more than God. Yeah, we, I, I am culture. Amen, somebody. So, so, so let me get into this here. <laughs> Let's look at this. Thank you. Going back to my notes. We may not see it yet. This is biblical hope. We may not see it yet, but we know it's coming. Why? Because God said so. Uh, here's what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, 24 through 25. Paul says, for in this hope we were saved. We didn't see it, salvation. We didn't see access, but this is how we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all, because you already see it. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. God, I love Paul. Paul said, yo, if you see it, you don't need no hope. You don't need no hope because you see it. That's not real hope. But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait patiently. Here's what patience, you know, people used to always tell me, don't pray for patience. Well, patience means persisting through obstacles to get to the things of God. I would tell you what you don't need to pray for. You don't need to pray for wisdom. Because <laughs> when wisdom, you pray for wisdom, you got some real circumstances, brother. You got to think about them. So I don't mind patience. That's just persisting through obstacles. I have to stay focused. I have to keep my, my, my feet to the ground, my head to the plow. I have to keep moving because I know God's going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. And that's what he says. Paul says, look, we do not yet have it, but we wait patiently for it. So again, the writer of Hebrews puts it, Hebrews 6, 19 through 20, the A part. We have this hope and anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. Jesus has entered now on our behalf. Let's watch this. Hope is about hope itself is a vital part of kingdom faith. Now remember, kingdom faith, faith is the currency of the kingdom. Hope is a vital part of kingdom faith because it is anchored on God who cannot lie, who never changes, and is as sure for us as if we already held it in our hand. Because whatever God says, that settles it. Anybody who's watched me for any amount of time realizes my faith is stupid. And if God tells me anything, just like when he told me today to tell you guys, 
This is a prophetical season. There's a mandate on your life. God has opened doors and no man can close, and he's closing doors and no man can open. He's established rivers and dry places and dried up places and rivers that you didn't need to cross. I need you to comprehend something. This is your season of breakthrough. This is your season of breakout. This is your season of get through. This is your season of get out. But don't be listening to these other folk. I need you to do what you need to do to get your stuff together. The problem is we want God to bless us, and he showed us how to get blessed. Amen. Somebody help me. We just want to sit on our hiding and just say, send it to me, Jesus. No, he gave you wisdom. He gave you knowledge, how to establish businesses, how to start small companies. He gave you wisdom. He gave you now. See, you don't got stuck up and got lazy and you don't want to work. And I'll tell anybody, business is work. Amen, somebody. Hey, God, daughter, how you doing? Amen. Let's go. Look. Let's look at this hope again. Let me read this again. I got to stick with my notes. I'm sorry, y'all. Here we go. Uh, 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 hope is a vital part of kingdom faith, as I said, because it's anchored on God who cannot lie, who never changes. It is as sure as if we already held it in our hands. Why? Because this kind of hope is based on pistis faith, and it also means resolve. Now, watch this. Remember that P-I-S-T-I-S. -I, I could be pronouncing it wrong. You all good. Look it up. Here's what I need you to understand. Faith also, pistis, this, this persuaded this deeply convicted kind of faith also means resolve. So let's look at resolve. To resolve is to come to a definite decision or conclusion about something. Resolve says, I know God will keep his word. I don't know how, when, or where he'll do it, but there's one thing I do know he'll do it. You have to get yourself to a place of resolve. I was telling my wife uh, the other week we were talking, and uh, uh, so most of you know I have a couple of multi-level marketing businesses. I uh, started, just started another one. That's just the way I am. Uh, but it's home-based. And one of the things I've understood, uh, income has to come six ways, a minimum of three. Uh, and I understand what I'm supposed to do as far as teaching kingdom, as far as teaching investment. But there's some, there's some, some, some other things as well uh, uh, that I'm doing, that I'm, that I'm sharing and, 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 and moving into some areas of my life. Why? Because I have this resolve. So we went back and I remembered there were some promises of some things that God gave me. And I was telling my goddaughter today, as long as I stay focused on the kingdom, people buy product. When I get focused on the products, people don't buy. As long as I'm resolved to know that God's going to do exactly what he said he was going to do, and I just need to put one foot in front of the other, that takes me back to something else. He'd be lying, talking about you take one step, he'll take two. That ain't in the Bible. Y'all quit lying. You ain't going to read that in the Bible. He did tell you, though, if your brother takes as go a mile and asks you to go the other way, if the brother asks you to go for a mile, then you go two miles with your brother. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't no way in the Bible that says if you take one step, God take two. That's not word. The word says, look, I've given you wisdom on how to establish things and to do things. Let me go before I get too caught up in that. So, look, here's the tragedy for most of the people in the church today. Faith of the many believers do not rise to the level of resolve, do not rise to the level of, 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 of hope, do not rise to the level of, 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 of conviction and persuaded kind of faith. They don't, they don't rise to that level. That's not where the church is today. And when I start saying certain things, then I, then I get the shut off and people be locking me out and don't want to talk to me. It's okay, it's Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. So here's what we got to understand. Here's my question. Are you trusting in your wealth? Are you trusting in your circumstances? Are you trusting in the things you can see? Or is your faith anchored in the person of Jesus Christ who cannot lie and who is the same yesterday, today, and forever? That's Hebrews 13 and 8. See, that's my, that's my faith. 
That's my fact. That's what I live and breathe by. That's why this is not a job for me. This is my life. This is all I know. Why? Because he said it. He set me here. He said, preach, teach, do this. I'll do this for you. You do this for me. I'm going to make sure I do what God called me to do. <clears throat> why? Because I'm persuaded that he who has began a good work in me will complete it until the end. It's just as simple as that. So let's look at something. If you expected the rain, I hope y'all still with me. If you expected the rain, what do you do? That's a good question. Think about it. If you expected the rain, you're going to carry an umbrella because the newsman said it. If you expect the rain, you're going to carry an umbrella. Now, the sky could be clear. The sun could be shining. But if the weather forecast is called for sh showers, you bet your bottom dollar, you carry you an umbrella. You're going to leave the house prepared for rain. Am I correct? Amen. So let's look. People may see you walking with your umbrella on a bright and sunny day, and those people going to think that you kind of slightly touched. Not by an angel. You're kind of crazy. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But you may know something that they don't, and you're ready for it. Y'all with me? So when you have faith, you prepare in advance for the answer because you know it's coming. God said it, that settles it. You already know it's coming. You're prepared. Some people say they trust God to care for them, but do nothing to prepare themselves for the future, for the storms that are sure to come. That's not faith. That's called presumption, and that's foolishness. Let's go back again. We're in a prophetical season. Let's go back again. Faith is the curse of the kingdom. Let's go back again. There's some of you that are on here tonight that you know God told you to start a business, whether it's multi-level marketing or whether it's a sideline, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a daycare center, whether it's a nursing home, whatever it is. You know God told you to do something and you don't want to do it because somebody told you that you could. Hello. But God done mapped it out for you. done gave the vision. Or sometimes you're kind of lazy. Because I tell anybody, my wife can attest to this. Having your own business and pastor. You have to make time. It's not a 40-hour week. You don't punch the clock and punch off the clock. You just have a clock. But let's go with this. So so, so there's some things that God has told you to do. You just don't want to do it. But yet you say you have faith. Help me now. So if we look at James 2 and 26, uh, faith is sure hope that drives you into action. That's why the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Again, Doc, say that. Faith is sure hope resolve that drives you to action because the Bible says faith without works is dead. Actions or good works cannot substitute for faith. True faith or the kingdom kind of faith or the currency of the kingdom faith results in actions and good works. In other words, kingdom faith produces good works, not the other way around. So in order for those good works to get started, it has to come through the people that have the faith of the kingdom. It has to come through the people that have the currency of the kingdom. And the currency of the kingdom is faith. We good with that? I hope so, because I told you it's going to be short tonight, because I got like four minutes. <laughs> four minutes, if that long. Faith, and I'm ending. I appreciate all you guys being on. I pray that you've been blessed by this. I pray God has been glorified by this but I'm going to do this real quick. Faith is to the kingdom like oxygen is to humankind, like money is to the economy, like water is to the fish. Uh, uh, faith is necessary, not extraordinary. Think, now listen to this. Faith is, see, you know, because we all dealt the same measure of faith. We just grow that faith. So faith is, 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 is not extraordinary, but faith in the kingdom of God is necessary. Amen, somebody. Not extraordinary, but it's, 
It's, it's, it's necessary. So without faith, you can't do business with the government of the kingdom of heaven. Without faith, you don't have access to what he gave you in salvation. Without faith, you don't have access to healing. Without faith, you don't have access to deliverance. Without faith, you don't have access to the full finances of God. You just tipping, you just, you just dipping. But he don't want you to dip, he wants you to plunge. He wants you to get in, you know, kind of like in the South, you know, I'm country. So they take you out to the lake and they take you out there. And you say, well, I don't know how to swim. They say, it's okay, you, you ain't gotta learn how to swim. And what happens is they drop you in there. Hey, Angie, how you doing? They just drop you in the water. You go swim a, a drown, I guarantee you're gonna learn how to stroke. Well, see, that's how you gotta be with your faith. You just gotta take the plunge. Let's look at this real quick, please, uh, as I close. The principle of the kingdom of faith is simple. You cannot appropriate what you don't believe. You cannot inspect what you don't expect. Think about it. You cannot inspect what you don't expect. Just as you cannot live within the economy of your country without money, you cannot live in the kingdom of God without the currency of faith. Everything we have in the kingdom, access to, comes through faith because faith is the currency of the kingdom. Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations Podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you.